Okay, let's begin. Parshas Bahar, Bichu Kosai, Tavshin Pe Gimel. As we uh, get into the uh, end, the Chazak Chazak, the end of Sefer Vayikra, and we um, end off with many, many mitzvahs, as we have Shemitah and Yovel and Ona'a, and of course the Tochacha takes up the major section in, uh, in Bichu Kosai. Uh, there are many mitzvahs. So let's see what we could uh, accomplish. So there is a mitzvah. The, one of the mitz, one of the times that staka appears in the Torah is in this week's parsha, right? So we have in in uh, Bahar in pasuk Lamed Ches. All of Bahar is one parak, basically, except for the last pasuk, uh, the last two psukim. So if we look in pasuk Lamed Hey, uh, the Torah tells us If your uh, brother becomes poor, umata yadoimach, and his hand, um, you know, turns. Imach with you, vechzaktavo, you shall strengthen it. Ger imach. And the Mepharshim, we know, Chazal tell us that vechzakta is even to strengthen him. The highest level of staka is when we strengthen the ani, even before he um, falls, right? Giving somebody a job, giving somebody a loan, whatever it is, <coughs> it's easy, like the, like the Marshall given. It's easier to help somebody, to help a bundle not fall off somebody's back than to lift it up onto their back. Also with an animal. So, so too, it's easier um, and a higher level of staka to be to be machazikim uh, even before. But if you look in the, um, in source number one, we have a drush from the Benishchai on this Pasik. Umata yado imach. He's poor and matayado, his hand is falling imach with you. What's with you? He gives a mashal. And again, it's a drush. Says the Benishchai here quoted in the Yosef Satara from one of his drushes. Mashal ben yachid. A king had an only son. And the uh, king wants to make sure that his son, um, his son learns uh, all the chachmas. So that the prince can be the, you know, the mamali makom of the, of the melech. So, lachem maser es beno bide chacham echad, shel yomad also es kalachachmas. Uve prop tvarm shenogam taksisim alucha. So the king hires a, a, um, advisor in order to teach his son to be, he's gonna be the king one day. So the prince has to be the king. I guess in Yonad Yoma, you know, the, uh, we recently saw a, uh, a coronation in, an, in another country. So here, we have a prince that's gonna be the king. So the king hires this wonderful teacher. For years, the, the prince was at this, in this private school for being a king. And finally, when he finished, he comes back and the king tests him on all this stuff. The king stuff, and the king says, He's full. The king was so happy. Fine, and he was so happy with the teacher, and he gave the teacher um, uh, a hundred thousand gold coins, and he gave him a, a tuuda, he gave him a, a certificate. Amazing. Then one day, though, the chacham says to the king and says, "Hine nishar o there's one more thing I forgot to teach your son. I just need him for about an hour. I need him for about an hour. One more thing I need to teach him. Please send him to me. He's okay. He says one more thing, so I'll send it. So and the chacham sugar at Adelis tafas has been a melech vehikoso and started hitting the king's son. He started giving him makas and hitting him until the blood started coming out and the, the child is screaming. Vein Moshiello. I don't know what happened here. He's abusing him. And finally he ran out. And he 
ran to the king. He saw he was screaming and, and bleeding. Like, what's going on? The, 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 my Rebbe, you know, my wise man, you know, hit me. The king says, what? Did he go crazy? He says, no. So that's it. You're done. But the king says, you know, let him explain himself before he, before he uh, is put to death. So she view is a chacham lefan of line eighteen. Amar lo amelach kerek vazerati alecha tliya masecha. I've already been gozer tliya, but tell me, what were you thinking? What was that for? So heishev a chacham line twenty one. Neem ani b'melachti v'lo esay rimia. I'm not faking. I, I needed to teach him one more thing. Kivan shelo hishlamti es hamalacha she bigashtem imeni haidi mechuyev lashlima. I had to finish. You told me to be mashlam the malacha. I had to teach him how to be the king. A king has to be just. A king has to mete out punishment exactly, matim, perfectly suited for every violation. Sometimes, somebody sold $100. Somebody's a hundred dollars and the king will say, give him a thousand lashes. A thousand lashes. Because the king never had a lash. The king doesn't know what it feels like to be hit, to go through pain, to go through tsaris. So the king will say a hundred dollars, whip him a thousand times because the king doesn't care. The king has never gone through it. It could be after a hundred whips, the guy's going to die. But the king doesn't know that because the king's never gone through it. I wanted to teach your son what it feels like on the other side. So that if he ever has to meet out punishment, it'll be exact. And he'll be smart enough to know how much each lash feels like. And in that way, he'll be able to be melech b'mishpah yamit aretz. I hit him enough makos with enough that he could handle so he could feel it. The king hears this and he realizes that this is a wise man. Because you can't really, the king wouldn't be able to be a just king if he wouldn't be able to feel and empathize and, and feel for the, for the other. So now, the mitzvah of tzedakah. The rich man never doesn't know what it's like to be on the other side, to be on the receiving end. The ani comes and says, "Please give me bread." Lo yada ashir. The usher doesn't know how much pain he's in, how much embarrassment. olam He says, "Okay, one day you'll know what fasting likes, uh, what fasting is like." Yav yom kippur. But the message is umata yado imach says the Ben Yoyada. The only way to do chesed is if he's with you and you feel for him. Right? There's some so, story of one of the, one of the, uh, one of the Osfeit Staka, I don't know if it was the Panovich or, or another one, that went to a, a man's house, or went to a Gvir's house in the winter, and he, the Gvir opened the door and said, come in, come in, come in, I'll, I'll, I'll write you a check. So he said, no, 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 I'm standing here for a few minutes. So the guy's like, come inside, come inside, please. He said, no, no, you come here for me. He's like, well, I'm going to come here. You're going to come into my house. He says, just come here for a minute. So the rich man goes outside. Yes, it's freezing. Come into my house. He's like, okay, come. He says, why'd you do that? He says, I wanted you to feel like what it's cold. I need you to feel what it's like to be outside and cold. And then you'll realize what it means to give money for some heat. And to give money for, for those who are needy. So, says the, uh, the, 
the ben yoyada v'chiyamoch achicha. If your if your brother is in need, umata yado, and his hand slips, imach. We have to make sure that he's he's with you. You have to make sure that he's with you. Okay. Moving right along to Rabbi Sachs in Lessons in Leadership. He has an unbelievable one little comment. But it's such a huge message. It's one little, it's such a usable idea also. Rabbi Sachs talks about in source number three in Lessons in Leadership. We have a mitzvah of counting last week and a mitzvah of counting this week. Right, there's two mitzvahs of counting. Last week, we had Svira Omer. We counted, right, Parshas Emmer, Svatan Lachemi Machros Ashabas, Biyama Viachon Dua, Sheva Shabbosos Mimo Siena, Ani Machros Ashabas Ashvias, Tispur Hamishim Yom. We have to count the days between Pesach and Shvuas. And this week, what do we have? We have counting the years till Yovel. We have counted the years till Yovel, right, the Pazak tells us, Vesavarta Lacha Sheva Shabso Shanim, Sheva Shanim Sheva Pamim, right, you have to count seven weeks, seven, Sheva Shabso Shanim, Teshava Ramshana, 49 years, and blow chauffeur, Vikidash Meshasa Hamishim Shana, sanctify the 50th year. So it's interesting, two things. Number one, Chazal already pointed this out in Meseches Menachos, this is outside, and then we'll see Rabbi Zaks, that we know the language by Sphere Saomer is in plural. Vesvartem Lachem, Mimacharas Hashabbos. Right? Like Lulav, Ulkachtem Lachem by Yom Rishon. By Yovel, Vesafarta Lacha. Lashen Yachid. It's in singular. Why is it Lashen Yachid? Why Lashen Rabbim? So Chazal already tell us. Who is he talking to? Last week, Vesvartem Lachem, Mimacharas Hashabbos, that's talking about every single individual. Kalechad Vechad. Whenever it uses the plural, it means each and every Jew. Each and every Jew has to count Svira. Each and every Jew has to take uh, the Dalin Minim. When it's plural, when it's singular, that's Bezdin. That's just the leaders. That's just Bezdin. There's no mitzvah, personal mitzvah, even when we have Yovel, or even Meheri Yibane, all Jews getting back into the into Eretz Yisrael in their right shavit place, that we can have Yovel again. You don't need a base Hamigdash to have Yovel. You just need all the Jews back in the uh, in the right place. So we're going to count Yovel again, but I'm not going to count Yovel. Only the Sanhedrin is going to count Yovel. Sanhedrin is going to count Yovel. Fine. So that's the that's the that's Chazal. So Rabbi Sachs says, though, isn't it interesting that in last week's parsha it's a mitzvah to count days, and it's a mitzvah on every single individual. And this week's parsha it's a mitzvah to count years. And it's a mitzvah upon Bezdin. Why? What's the difference? What's the connection? It says Rabbi Sachs, turn over the page. Turn over the page on page number three. In the case of the Omer, the counting is the duty of each individual. Hence the use of the plural. In the case of the Yovel, the Jubilee, the counting is the responsibility of the Bezdin. It is the duty of the Jewish people as a whole, performed centrally on their behalf, hence the singular. Why? Listen to this line. Implicit here is an important principle of leadership. The Yechidim, we have to count days. The leaders have to count years. The Kol Yachid V'Yachid, what's my job? I have to get up for Shminyan, I have to put on tefillin, I have to make sure I do all the mitzvahs, I have to do uh, eat kosher, and I have to all do, get, get through the day and do all the mitzvahs. But the leaders, they have to think ahead. They have to think far. They don't think just of days. They have to think of Months and years and and decades, because that's the job of a leader. 
a leader, whether it's the leader of an institution, whether it's the leader of a shul, whether it's the leader of a school, a leader of a, of a business, right? What is the leader? Where do I want to be in, in 10 years? Not how am I going to do the payroll today? I have to do that. But it's also about vision, right, and beyond. And that's the little message. Emor and Bahar, counting days, counting years, Yechidim, Sanhedrin, individuals and leaders. And he says here, as private persons, we can think about tomorrow. But in our role as leaders, we must think long-term, focusing our eyes on the far horizon, right? Ezehu Chacham, not from Pirkei Avos, from Mesechus Tamid. Ezehu Chacham Haroa Es Hanolad. Right? One who sees beyond. One who sees far. Leaders, if they are wise, think about the impact of their decisions many years from now. Many years from now. <laughs> right? And he quotes, Jewish history is replete with such long-term thinking. Right? So many of our leaders, in Parshas Bo, Moshe Rabbeinu, about, they're about to have Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. What does he think about? What does he tell them? What's the mitzvah of Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim? The Gadzal Avincha by Yom Ohulemar. Sibri Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. When was Sibri Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim given? Right then! That, that's a, a mitzvah that reflects long-term thinking. It's a mitzvah that reflects beyond generations. He was taking the first step to make Judaism a religion built on education, study, and the life of the mind. Throughout Devarim, Moshe exhibits stunning insight. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving them mitzvahs for now and for long term. He says that the Israelites will find their real challenge will not be slavery, but freedom. Not poverty, but affluence. Not homelessness, but home. Right? The more we have, the Nisayan of Ashiris, the Nisayan, are we going to remember? Are we going to think ahead? And he says, Yermio has this foresight. And Ezra and Nehemiah, they all. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Vespasian asks him, what do you want? What does he say? He thinks right now. He says, right, Saint Rabbi Tzadok, he needs medicine. But he also, Tain Yavne v'chachameha. Because he thinks ahead. He needs Malchus based David, which is not, for, not only for now, but the future. Among the most prescient of all Jewish leaders, the rabbis of the first two centuries of the Common Era, right? maybe the greatest example of this are the Anshe Knesset Agdola. Because they lived at the beginning of Bayashani, and they knew that Nevoah was ending. They knew that it wasn't going to be centralized Yadus for a very long time. So they made takanis. They formalized tefillah and brachas and so many other laws. It was they who ordered the great traditions. Of the, the Mishnah. What do we have? Yudanasi. I mean, he, you have all of our leaders, right? They have the message of Yovel, not of Omer. They think long term. And that's the Safar Talacha message. And not just the Safar Talachem. They did what no other religious leadership ever succeeded in doing. Turning over. honing and refining a way of life capable of sustaining a nation in exile and dispersion for 2,000 years. Skip down where it's underlined. Great leaders think long-term and build for the future. Right? They think about where I want to be in 10, 20, 30 years. There's a beautiful line. He doesn't quote it. But there's a beautiful line. Um, we think we don't have to only be leaders, like individuals, that's true. But we could be leaders in our family. We could be leaders in, in our community. 
It's a beautiful line in Maseches Tainus. Remember the, the Choni Ma'agel story. Rechoni Ma'agel, you know, he never understood Pshat, Hayinu Kachomim, he always bothered him, that, ah, how can you sleep for 70 years? So what happens? Hashem wanted to teach him Pshat on the Pasuk, that it can happen. So what happens? He goes, and he's walking, and he sees a man planting a carob tree. And he asked the man, what do you plant to the carob tree for? When is it going to get fruit? When is it going to get fruit? He says, 70 years. So Choni Ma'agel says, you're going to live that long? There's an anonymous Zakain. We don't even know his name. One of the most beautiful lines in all of Shas. He says, what, what are you planting this for? You think you're going to live that long? He says, no. He says, why are you planting it? He says, when I was born, I found a, a carob tree here with fruit. My grandparents planted for me. I'm planting for my grandchildren. That's the line that captures this. Even within our own families, we plan for the future. We plan long term. And that's what he says. The leadership challenge of Parshas Bahar is count the years, not the days. Keep faith with the past, but keep your eyes firmly fixed on the future. Wow. Okay, that's something to take home. We continue. The last section of Parshas Bahar. Right, we have seven thoughts usually. So, I don't know, we're going to have two Parshias. So one is going to have to have three and one has to have four. Okay, so Bahar has, Bahar has three. Um, the third thought in Parshas Bahar we have towards the end of the Parsha. Towards the end of the Parsha, actually the last Pasuk of the Parsha. Keep Shabbos. And the question is, what is the connection between these two mitzvos? Chazal often pick up on, right? Why are two mitzvos in the same Pasuk? Remember at the beginning of Kedoshim, if your parent asks you to be Mechal Shabbos, you're not allowed to. So Chazal pick up on the same. So here you have Shabbos and Beis Hamikdash in the same Pasuk. So why is that? Shabbos and Beis Hamikdash. What does that have to do uh, with uh, with each other? Ramosha Feinstein, source number six. Why do we need to have Shabbos again? We have Shabbos plenty. There are many other times that in the Torah that Shabbos is mentioned. Why is it here? Line 5. Right, what's the connection between Shabbos and Mikdash? Says Rav Moshe. And this is a classic Rav Moshe for his time period and really for any time period. Right, Rashi quoted. You know what, let's do Rashi because he's really building on Rashi. Why, what does Rashi say? Right, Rashi quoted earlier, where Moshe quotes it. If somebody is sold to a non-Jew, which was the context, don't, don't learn from him. Just because you live in the house of a non-Jew. Okay. Don't learn from the other nations how to serve their gods and their deities. Where does most of the religious service happen in other religions? In their temples, in their churches. Is my house a religious area? Is my living room a religious area? Is my bathroom a religious area? No. There's no such thing as Kedusha, you know, Friday mornings in certain religions and Sunday mornings in other religions. Right? That's where Kedusha is. The rest of the week, kind of Kedusha. 
It would be nice if you're a nice guy, but Kedusha? They focus on only Kedusha in those places, and therefore they're in awe of those buildings itself. There's something inherent about the buildings. No, no, no. Yes, there is an idea of Mora Mikdash, but it's not the building itself. It's the one who is mitzaveh about the Mikdash. I think we quoted recently, last week, two weeks ago, I don't remember, that the, there's no inherent Kedusha, or maybe it was Shabbos, there's no inherent Kedusha in anything other than connected to Tzivi Hashem. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos. To show even the Luchos don't have Kedusha. Kedusha first Bereish Yivamis. Vigamekershlavadaseinubabayusubashuk. Bachleinu, where, where is our religious situations? Everywhere. Every single place that we go, on the street, in the store, in the business, in the shul, everywhere. Right? As Mikdash Aitiro, Shabsosai. Don't think my Mikdash is like other Bate Mikdash. Shabsosai. Just like Shabbos is everywhere, so too religious potential is everywhere. Volonis Tevinu Klala, Bate Knesses, Bitsivi Mamish. Shabbos is Yotir right? Shabbos you can't live without. Beis Hamikdash we've been living without for many thousand, a couple thousand years. V'chulu, Avo Beis Hamikdash. Skip a couple of lines. Below Torah, Upatikanasius below Torah in a Klomamish. There's nothing. There's no kedusha without the Torah. Rav Solveitchik pointed out. Mentioned this recently in a different year that we know there's a, there seems to be a, a historical machlokas. Uh, in the Tanoim, Machlokes in Meseches Yuma, where is the Aron today? What happened to the Aron? So one Tana says that the Aron went to Bavel. Nebuchadnezzar took the Aron to Bavel. And the other Tana says, no, 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 it's buried underneath. It's buried underneath. Machlokes. So one would think this is a historical Machlokes. It's not Halacha. The Rambam Paskins. The Rambam tells us the Aron is underneath the Beis Hamikdash. Yoshi, when Shlomo Melech built it, he built underground passageways, and Yoshio Melech, 150 years before the Churban, he put it on the, downstairs. So he asked Rev Salvechik, why does the Ramba Paskening a historical machlokas? Mishnah Torah is only about halacha. Why is he, why is he quoting? What does it matter where the Aaron is? Let it go to Bavel! So explains Rev Salvechik, it's a halacha. Because a base Migdash without the Aaron, with the Luchos and the Torah inside, there's no Kedusha at all. Because the source of all Kedusha in our lives is the Torah, which is the autobiography of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A shul without a Torah, he said, has, doesn't have the status of a shul fully. Because everything is connected. It says Rav Moshe. There's nothing inherent about the Beis HaMikdash or a shul. It's about our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu there. As Shabsozit Tishmaru, as Mikdashi Tiro. Take the message of Shabbos, which is all over. Shabbos is, what, what do we do? What's Kadosh on Shabbos? Our eating, our sleeping, everything on Shabbos, our taking a walk. Right? People focus on the structures, the physical structures, and not using it for what it's supposed to be used for. And says so Moshe, that's the message of these two. Okay. Moving right along to Parshas Bechukosai. I think it's been a number of years. Over the years, we've done a number of these pshatim. But if you remember, the Arachayim HaKadosh has 42 pshatim on the first Pasuk in Parshas Bechukosai. 42 pshatim. Over the years, we've done a number of them, and we're going to do two more. In source number seven, you have number 32 and number 33. 
32 and 33. If you remember the story, I don't know if we mentioned it in the past number of years, I'll mention it again, right? The story that the Archaim HaKadosh um, went into self-imposed exile. Went into Gaulus. Like I said, the Gra went into Gaulus, and a number of the great Achronim went into Gaulus. That was a... That was their way of doing tshuva. There was no photography. Nobody knew who, who they are. So they say they're Rachaim. There's a story that there was, there was a cat, there was one cat. He always used to shaft an animal in Arab Shabbos, and there was only one, and he used it instead of giving it to the Ani. So he self-imposed Gaulus. So he went into Gaulus and he went to a town. And he comes to the town, and the rabbi gets up on Friday night and says, this is, a, this is in all the Hakdamas of the Rachaim HaKadosh Tzfarim. They quote this story. He says, I'm gonna, right now, it was Pashat Bechukosai. says, right now, we're gonna learn the first 14 Pshatim of Harav Agon Agadol Ador Harashke Bahag Rebchaim Ben Atar. Arachaim HaKadosh. And the Arachaim stands up at the back of the shul and says, he's not so great. He's not so amazing. He's not the Gadol Ador. And everybody's like, what's going on? What are you doing? What? Okay. They thought he was crazy. What? Spoke about 14 shot. The next morning, the Rav gets up and says, now we're going to do the next 14 shotim of the Rav, Agon, Agadol, Ador, Rashka, Bahaya, Orachayim, Agadosh. And again, he gets up and says, he's not so great. What are you praising him so much? He's not so... And they start screaming at him. What are you talking about? The Orachayim, Agadosh. Shalashudas. The Rav gets up and says, oh, now we're going to learn the last 14. 14 times 3 is 42. The last 14 Pshatim of the Arachayim HaKadosh HaGon. And finally he gets up and says, he's not so great. They had enough. They take him, they throw him into the basement, they lock the door. Lock the door and he starts going through the Pshatim. And all of a sudden there's thunder and lightning like a storm, Shane Kamo. They've never, the whole building is shaking. Didn't know what. So the Rav must have been a Baal Kabbalah. He goes into his study, he does a Shelas Chalom. Says, what's going on? And they say, they can't make Havdalah in Shemayim because the Arachayim is locked up in your basement. So they say, why? He takes him out. And Arachayim says, okay, I got enough busha, whatever it is. He went back. That was enough of his galas. But that's the story about the 42 pshatim of the Arachayim HaKadosh. So here we have, on the first pasuk, just to open up a chumish and, and, and see that there are 42 pshatim is already a big muster. So here we go. 32. Lamed base. Od yesh lafarish. Od yesh lafarish. Hakasev bekarbanos. Shematzinu shenikra chuka dechzibayan chok olam. Karbanos are called chukim. Chok is a carbon, right? There's, there's maybe it's a chok. We don't understand how karbanos work. Vixiv chukas olam. That's by the carbon Pesach. Viamar. Im bechukosai telechu lavi karbanosechem. You want to go in the ways of Karbanus. You want to bring Karbanus. There's a condition. Right? Make sure you keep the mitzvahs when you bring the Karban. Meaning, the beginning of the third parak. The concept of mitzvah Hashem says, how many Nevi'im said this? Malachi said this. I don't want your karbanos if they're stolen. Mitzvah ba'avera. Don't do mitzvahs through illegal means. In you want to go in the ways of karbanos? Mitzvah say tishmaru. Make sure you don't you don't cut any corners. Tishrush lo yaviu lo gazol shalafnei yesh lo gazol yesh. And that's what the the message is. Va'asisem osam. Right. Do it properly. Again, the message being, Hashem is not interested in avodas Hashem and a mitzvah, that you lose the whole time. It's not about the karbon. It's about the avoda. It's about being connected and following the whole package. You think I want the, your guzzle? You think I want a stolen? 
You think I need? Remember, remember what, what Shmuel Hanavi says to Shaul. Shaul says, I did it! I brought Karbanas to Hashem! And, and Shmuel has a line. I forgot the exact Russian. Shemoa Mizevach Tov. Right? Hashem wants you to listen to him more than bringing Karban. Right? And the Gemara also, in Shabbos Daflamid, when David Amelech says, why don't, you know, it's time for Shlomo? You can kill me before, take me before Shabbos, and let Shlomo be, uh, be a king a day before me, because Hashem says he's gonna die on Shabbos. So, Hashem says, no, your one day of your, your limud is greater than a thousand karbanos that he's gonna bring. It's not a karbanos. It's about the message the karbanos brings. That's number one. The chukosei telecha, you're gonna bring karbanos? Then look at 33. Od yisba'er hapasik. Al kholas hamitzvah alzeh, a person might think one might think that the only way the only way you fulfill a mitzvah is if you know the secrets of the mitzvah and you have all the kavanis of the mitzvah and you understand the esoteric the alamos well yonim when I shake a lulav if I do a mitzvah just, just without knowing all the secrets, is that a mitzvah? Am I accomplishing anything? Guf below neshama. Right, I'm missing. V'timsa shekin kasvu b'shem arav arizal. Ki maisa below kavanas hadavar. Hu kikli reik. Shoa iker hua machshava. Right, so you might think it's the machshava. So one might think if I do a mitzvah without focusing and thinking, and I'm, 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 I'm not so learned, so I, I do the mitzvah, but I don't know so much about it. Lazeba mamar Hashem im bechukosai telechu pirish im haadam yasa mitzvah bikavanazu litzara shachakak Hashem baruchu im bechukosai telechu. Just a chok. It's my chukim. If you do the mitzvah because I said so, that's it. You have to think about the olamos. If you do bechukosai with my chukim telechu toalem kavanazu, that'll be equal kiilu. It'll be equal as if you did it perfectly. I'll give you the credit as if, you know, you guarded all the mitzvahs. Well, if that's true, im Cain. If I don't even have to have kavana, maybe I don't even have to do it. I could just think about it. No, no. You still got to do it. You got to go through the action and do your best with the kavanas. Do your best with the kavanas. But I shouldn't think if I can't make it perfect. All right, I think I think Rabbi Fran said at the last scene Mashas, don't let perfect or perfect is the enemy of the great. Got the exact washing. That if we can't do it perfectly, so then, you know, we won't even like get to that level. That's the Arachayim, number 33. So add that to the list. We've done a bunch of them over the, over the years. And then we have some of the brachas. Some of the brachas of the parsha. The brachas are much shorter than the klalos. The Pasuk tells us, rain. Rain. Second Pasuk. I will give you your rain at its time. So interesting, it doesn't, it says, I will give you your rain in its time. What does that mean? Why does it just say rain? 
right in Shema, give you rain, I'll give you rain. Here, Gishmechem, your rain, Be'itam, in its specific time. So if you look in the Midrashim, source number eight, Gishmechem, so one shot is Gishmechem, although Gishmei kol aratzos. You, your reign, Eretz Yisrael. So it'll be a bracha that all the other lands will have to come to Eretz Yisrael to buy the crops because it'll only rain in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, certain nights of the week that were known that we wouldn't be outside, we wouldn't be traveling, so that's a good night to rain. Because if it's raining when everybody's in and out, so then it's much, much more, um, much more tircha. So, okay. Says the Bar Yosef, maybe another idea about Gishmechem. Diku Chazal. I'm going to connect, says the Bar Yosef, Gishmechem to Be'itam. I'm going to connect those two. V'yefshel ha'hames od kavana b'meshom ha'gishmechem v'lo'an ar'stam v'lo'asadi g'shamim it says, your reign, hainu, sh'ha'gishamim yiu shalachem u'bizchuschem v'lo bizchus ha'behemos u'balichayim. Says, it'll be, I'm, I'm going to give you your reign, you're going to deserve it. What do you mean for your animals? He quotes a medrash. Interesting medrash with Alexander the Great. Alexander Mokdon. He came and he saw this Din Torah in some tribe. Right, going on. Two people are in front of a king. Somebody bought a broken, dilapidated house. The Chafar Matzabotzar. Right, Ruvain bought a house from Shimon, and Ruvain sees that he, did, he there's a treasure in the house. He found the treasure. So Ruvain says, I found this treasure, but it's not mine. It's yours. So Ruvain wants to give Shimon back the treasure that was in the house. And Shimon says, I sold him the house. I sold him everything in the house. It's his. It's his. Vita'an. Right? Vitan, Kikana, Rakas, Achur, Los Oser. So they each, they each saying, it's yours. That's unbelievable. Right? What Ruben says, it's not mine, it's his, I only bought the, the house. And the Shimon says, I sold him the house, I didn't know about the treasure house. So they're each arguing. What, you're worried about Gezel? I'm also worried about Gezel. So the Melech made a Pshara. So you know what? Your son married their daughter, Shalom al Yisrael. Right? And then, um, you could give it to them as a wedding present. And Alexander the Great looks at this and says, if this was in my country, I'd kill them both and take the treasure. That's what he says. So this king in Africa asks Alexander, does, it, does the sun rise in your country? Does it rain in your country? And Alexander says, yes, it does. And the king says, well, there must not be any righteousness. You know why it rains? It probably rains for the animals. And the sun probably rises for the animals because that type of attitude from the government, you don't deserve the rain and the sun. That's the medrash. Suggest the bear Yosef the bracha is, I'm going to give your reign. You're going to deserve it. 
the bottom. It's possible that rain will come kisidron, and the land will give the produce. Right, it's possible. So it's possible for a lot of rain to come, but it's not because of me. How do I know if Hashem is happy with me? How do I know that it's kishmechem? You know how? Bi'itam. If it's specifically on those nights that are good for humans, then you know it's kishmechem. Because the animals don't need it on those nights. The animals don't need it Friday night. The animals can add it any night. Davka b'leli revios, b'leli shabasos, b'shah she'en b'nei adem mitsuyim b'drachim, k'deshli itztaro mi'iridas akshamim, azai oshi she'amnam b'schus b'nei adem heim akshamim. So those are the two words. How do you know it's Okay. And let's talk about one other bracha. One other bracha. I think we spoke about the second half of this a number of years ago. But I don't think the first half. So the Pesach tells us, right after Shein, Asati Shalom Ba'aretz, Ushchavtem Machri, there'll be peace, Vihishbati Chaya Ra'am in Ha'aretz. There won't be any wild animals, evil animals, Chaya Ra'am. There won't be any evil animals in your, in your land. And what does that mean? Rashi does not quote on this Pesach. Vishbati Chaya Ra'am. What's Vishbati Chaya Ra'am? So the Medrash, source number 10, the Meshachachma quotes the Medrash, Machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Right, what does it mean, Vishpati Chaya Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Hineni Ma'aviram Min Ha'olam. Rabbi says, there won't be these animals. When Mashiach comes, Rabbi Yehuda holds, no, no bears and lions and tigers. They're gone. Those animals don't exist. Wow. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Mashbisan Shalom Yaziku. No, Rabbi Shimon says there will be those animals. They just won't be Ra'ah. They'll be there, but they won't damage you. They won't, uh, they won't be dangerous. Amr Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, imagine a world without lions and tigers and bears. Right? It'll be missing something. No, they'll be there. They just won't be damaged. They won't be dangerous. Okay. Machlokas. Explain the achronim. This is Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon Lishitasa. The two great gedolim of Dvinsk gave different shatim. The Meshachachma and the Ragachavar. Different shatim. The Meshachachma and then in the footnotes, Rabbi Cooperman quotes the Ragachavar. The Ragachavar, I think we did his idea a couple of years ago in the name of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, but he quotes it from the Ragachavar. Here we go. So in Yam so first, the Meshachachma's shat. How is it Lishitaso? It's amazing. You take this Agadita Medrish about the animals and you connect it to some other machlokas in Shas, in Chazal. Amazing how these minds work. So in Yemuvan, we know the Gemara Brachis, you shall gather your grain. You might think that it's literal. You have to not stop learning for a second. Rabbi Yishmael says, you have to learn a lot, but you also have to make a parnasa. 
And you also have to do a lot of other things in life. Right? And Rabbi Shmuel said, and, that, and the Gemara ends up by saying that we have to be like Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer. Rabbi Shimon. What do you mean? Efshar Adam Chorish Bishaz Harisha. Vizareya Bishaz Zariya. Vikotza Bishaz Kisira. If we do all the Lama Tesmalachis, and we, we, we reap, and we, we uh, winnow, and we do all of these. Vizareya Bishaz Zariya. Torah Mateale. It's always busy season. Right? It's always. It's busy now. It's always busy. So when are you going to learn? When B'nai Yisrael are plugged in, when they're connected, they're not going to do any of this. Okay, Tosfus there is bothered. You know, it sounds like in Shema, B'yasatatakonecha is a bracha. And now, according to Rabbi Shemaychoi, it's the Klal. It's when B'zan She'eno Tzim Rishon Shomakom, then we're going to have to be B'yasatatakonecha. Okay, not our issue now. But says the Meshachachma now, line 23. Im Adam knowing Minog Derech Eretz, like Rabbi Yishmael says, we're not going to be plugged into Hakadosh Baruch Hu every second directly. If we're, if that's the goal of life, Rabbi Yishmael says the goal of life is to learn and to make a parnasa. Then it's possible that we're not plugged in. What we're we're subject to the elements. Because we're not connected to Hashem every second. We have to be involved in the world. So it's possible the mazikin will get us. That's why Rabbi Yehuda holds, like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda holds, there can't be animals here. Because if there are animals here, they're going to hurt us. That's why Rabbi Yehuda holds, like Rabbi Shimon, they're removed from the world. But Rabbi Shimon holds, they could be here. They won't hurt us. Why? Because in the future, we're all going to fulfill Osin Ritzono Shalmakam. And when we're all Osin Ritzono Shalmakam, every second will be Davuk to Hashem, then nothing could hurt us. Ain od Milvado. So they could be here. Vishpati Chaya Ra. They'll be here, but they won't be Ra. Abba Rabbi Shimon, Lishitaso, Bizmanchi, so Osin Ritzono Shalmakam, Hainu Tvukim. Tamid laborious brachbali hefsik eno melvado, and therefore there won't be any need to get rid of the animals. They're not going to hurt us because we're going to be totally connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. True ben Levi, Rishon Bayachai, v'chulu. So that's the fascinating. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon is the machlokas Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon. Right, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the goal of life is not to always be connected to Hashem directly, but we also have to live life, be humans. So during that time, we're subject to the elements. So it's going to be dangerous. No animals. Rabbi Shimon, we're always osim shalom So you can have the animals; they're not going to hurt us. The rugged shaver in source eleven, Rabbi Yosef Rosen. He quotes a different shot. Look on line twelve. Right, Ben Iro Haragetshav. His beer, uh, the rugged shover was the head of the Hasidim in the, in Dvinsk. And the Meshachachma was the head of the Litvaks. Right? The Meshachachma was a little earlier, older. I met somebody, I, I, um, I had a friend of mine in Yeshiva. His grandfather grew up in Dvinsk. And his grandfather had told me stories about the rugged shover. He sat in the rugged shover's lap and the, all the stories about the long hair, a lot of stories. But rugged shover died a little, a little later. Rabbi Yosef Rosen. Anyway, so says the rugged shover, it's also lishitaso, but in a different way. Kasher kol echad holech lishitaso, lo b'mishar machshavati, ela b'mishar halishoni hilchati. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda argue, what is the verb 
lahashbismin. What does that mean? That, it's not about a concept. What does the word mean? Does it mean physically destroy? Or does it mean change the nature of? To change the mahus of something, that's also lahashbis. And you have that in many places. Right, he says. Right, we have... Chameitz. Tashbisu sa'ar. What does Rabbi Huda say? Ein bir chameitz ala besreifa. To burn it, destroy it. That's lahashbis. Tashbisu sa'ar. Rabbi Shimon, the chachamim, mefar mezor ala ruach, matalayam. It could be in the world. It could be in the world just in a different way. That's a fulfillment of Ashbasa. Also. Right, quotes. Ein bir chameitz ala besreifa. Amr Rabbi Shimon, echus. Quote, Malachash and Srikalagufa Shabbos, you have to tishbos on Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon, Malachash and Srikalagufa, you have a different kavana. You rested, that's not the Malacha, that's Pater. Rabbi Shimon says it's Pater, Dr. Shimon's kavana is Pater. Because that's Shvisa, Shvisa, the action isn't, is different. Rabbi Yehuda, the Tashbisu, tishbos means the physical act is not there. And therefore, if you did it, you did the act. You had a different kavana, so what? Chayv. The physical act is there. What does that mean? So, Rabbi Yehuda, physically not there. Rabbi Shimon, just changed their mahus. That's already a kiyam of hashbasa. That's vishpati. Vishpati is enough to change that they're not dangerous and that's already a kiyum of vihishbati chayara. So there's a number. So vihishbati here, and bir chametz, and Shabbos, those are three. Those are already three. I heard this in the name of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, but here it's said by the Ragged Shover as well. Okay. One final, one final thought for the evening from the Zera Shimshon. From the Zera Shimshon. No, he didn't have children. Skula, they say whenever you learn his you learn his Torah, it's a school up for, for families. Many amazing stories about learning the Zerah Shimshon. So we have, in the middle of the Tochacha, middle of the Tochacha, we have a Pasuk. That Pashab Shad, it's, it's a, uh, it's a Nechama. It's a Nechama in the middle of the, of the Tochacha. Where's it? Chavav Membeis. Chavav Membez. It's the opposite order. Yaakov, Yitzchak, Avram, Eskar, Baraz, Eskar. Says Rashi, Membez, Bechamisha, right, it's a Nechama, Bechamisha, Mekomos, Nechta, Male. In five places, Yaakov is written with a Vav. Yud, Ayin, Kuf, Vav, Vez. This is one of them. See Yaakov here? It's written with a Vav. Ve'elio, Chaser, Bechamisha, Mekomos. And in five places, Eliyahu is written Eliyahu without the Vav. Without the last Vav. Why? Yaakov took five Vavs from Eliyahu. Yaakov natalos achas mishma os mishma shal Eliyahu eiravon. Security. Sheyavo v'yavaser geulaz banav. Wow, that's a Rashi. Right? Yaakov is spelled Mali five times, Eliyahu is spelled Chaser five times. Where's the Vav? The Vav, the vav from, from Eliyahu went to Yaakov because Yaakov has a mashkon. Yaakov says, I'm holding on to this until, until you, uh, you, you're mevaser the geula. So says the Zerah Shimshon, what's, what's the message of this Medrash? What's the connection to Yaakov and Eliyahu? The Tzarachian, line six. Maho inyan shal natilas ozeh. 
And why five? Why five times? Why five times? And why does Yaakov care about Eliyahu? What about Mashiach? Why does he care about Eliyahu coming and announcing? Right, what's the, what's the message of the Besora? Right, what, what is the last Nevoah? The last Nevoah that we ever had. The end of Malachi, the end of Treosar, the end of Nevi'im. That's the last Nevoah that we had. We're waiting for the next one. So what, what's the message? So it says the Yalkut in Malachi on that Pasuk, Elio is going to help us do full tshuva. Says the Zer Shimshon, Vishmamina, the Dafka Kishayavo, Elio, via Vasrim Shagula Krova Lavo, as Yog Elibam Bakirbam. We need Elio to help finish the job, to help make us realize that it's actually going to happen, and it can happen. And Meheri Yibana Beis Hamigdash. Through this simcha, and through this simcha, we're going to be zocha to do tshuva me'ava. So Elio coming before the actual geula is going to help bring the geula because he's going to inspire us. He's going to encourage us. He's going to tell us that it's going to happen. So says the Zerashimsha. Now he gets a little deep. We know Rashi tells us Rashi at the end of Bishalach. Hashem's name is not complete until Mashiach comes. Until Amalek is wiped out. Kiyad al kes ka. Remember ka? It's not yud ke So that connects to the following. Because we have sinned. And because we're in Galus, Hashem's name is not complete. The letters are not complete. Yudke Vavke. What does that mean? Hashem's aura. And Hashem, the recognition of the world to Hashem's handiwork is lacking. The letters are away from each other. Uviprat ba'osios ha'achrona shenesrachka ha'hei min ha'vav. Yudke vav hey. So whatever that means on a deeper level, the vav and the hey are separated. Because when they're all connected, then there's ge'ula, then there's but the vav and the hay are separated. In the name of Eliyahu, you have three out of four letters of Hashem. Yud, hay, vav, you're missing that last hay. You're missing the last hay in Eliyahu. Ubishmoshel Eliyahu, yeshlosha osios Hashem. The chasera, hay, ha'achrona. You're missing it. Eliyahu, the name Eliyahu is missing the hay. So what Yaakov does? These last two letters are, 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 are not together and they're missing. I'm taking the vav. You're missing the hay. When the gu'ul is time to come and the hay is going to come to finish the shem Hashem, to finish maybe Eliyahu's name, I'll give you back the vav. And that's the five times to be merames to that hay that's missing. You're going to come. They're going to get the gula. I'll give you the vav back. As long as you bring the hay. And then it's Yudke Vavke, and that is how the Zerashim shown, uh, sees this Pasik, but as Hashem, it should happen speedily in our days. We should get all the letters, and we should have Eliyahu Navi, and Bez Hashem, we should be Zochet to the Gula Shlema, Chazak Chazak, Venis Chazek, here on the third level, third uh, section of Chamisha Chum Torah. Okay, we'll stop here.